What is happiness? How do we obtain it? The search for happiness has long preoccupied humanity. While we still don't have a definitive answer, we have a lot of good theories. One such theory is the golden ratio from positive psychologist Barbara Fredrickson. The theory posits that we must have three positive emotions for every one negative emotion in order to thrive. This ratio is the definitive tipping point for happiness and flourishing. And by this calculation, Fredrickson's research has suggested that less than 20% of people are thriving. everybody and welcome to another episode of Tuesdays 321. I'm your host Terry Morgan. Our other host Phoebe Warren is in professional development this week for her new job as an English teacher at Arkansas High in Texarkana and she will be back with us next week. We certainly hope and we wish her the best of luck as she begins the new school year and we wish all of our teachers the best of luck this year and we know that um, our teachers have uh, a very important job and we our hats are off to each and every one of them. I have a lot of teachers in my family and so I know how difficult their job is especially at the beginning of the school year. And so that's why I offered to take on the challenge of the podcast solo this week and I and I hope that you all can understand that. And so this week's podcast is a little different not only am I flying solo here but I'm also kind of doing a book review. Now I'm not one to really read self-help books but I thought that this one was an important one to do. I read the book The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. So I think you can kind of understand why I read that book. The Happiness Project, again, is the name of the book by Gretchen Rubin. I'm going to put the link to that book um, from Amazon. I think it has some pretty important action steps and some pretty great lessons for all of us. Um, Even if you don't want to read the book, maybe you can... Through this podcast, you can get some insight and some valuable ideas on how maybe you can improve your happiness and what happiness means to us. And, you know, it's this elusive, for some of us, maybe happiness is this elusive goal and we're always chasing this happiness and it seems so flighting and futile and some of us are happy and some of us aren't and some people may be seeing happy all the time. And this this book really was an eye-opener for me and it's worth a read. It's not too self-helpy and for those who are like really turned off on self-help books, I think you'll you'll I think you'll like it. But each person, one thing that I really that really stood out for me in this book is that that each person really is different and that's why each person's happiness project should also be different. You know, if you'll if you've listened to the podcast through the past year, you'll see that some things that we touch on are very similar. You know, some of the things that we've, suggestions that we've come on, come across, um, are very similar. You know, we, we, sometimes we feel like we've repeated ourselves. But some, some ideas are very different. But you have to take the pieces that are, that work for you and use those and toss the, the others. And, and the reason is, is because no two people, of course, are the same. But according to research, um, genetics actually comp- compromises 
of your happiness levels. And that's very, you know, that's pretty interesting. Some people will be very discouraged by that. And some people very, um, will find that, that percentage very valuable to them. Um, but I guess if you have a very negative family, you'll be like really bummed. Like, well, no wonder I'm not happy. Nobody in my family is happy. And the other people will be very, you know, ecstatic. You know, no wonder, you know, I'm, my parents are happy all the time. No wonder I'm happy all the time. But, so genetics are 50% of your happiness level. So, I, you know, so I guess, you know, if you have a twin, twins that are separated at birth, you, you know, there's a lot of studies on those. And I, I found them fascinating to go back and look at those. Uh, so if you have some twins that are separated at birth, and it's, it's really interesting, the whole nature versus nurture debate. But if you, if you look at those and you find them, how, how similar they are, even if they're grow up in different households, very interesting. So if you, you know, to find out, I don't know, I'm kind of going off on the, chasing some rabbits there, but so 50% of your happiness level comes from your genetics. Wow. 10 to 20% is your life circumstances. So don't blame your, all your happiness or your lack of happiness on things that have happened to you. Because that's only 10 to 20% of your happiness. So I know that crappy things happen to us a lot of times. But that's only 10 to 20% of your happiness. Right there. Those bad things, quote unquote bad things that happen to you. You can't blame it all on the lack of happiness. Or, you know, the good things. The, the transverse is, is also true. And the other 30 to 40% comes from the thoughts and actions of the individual. And this is the important part, I think, of the equation. That means you, that you can improve how happy you feel. 30 to 40% of your happiness is from you. You have control of that. Okay. So, you know, in the book, she gives some action steps to boost your, to, to boost, you know, some action steps to increase your happiness. And those include boosting your energy you know phoebe and i have talked about these things many times on many different podcasts they include you know the standard ones go to sleep earlier exercise better you know organize your surroundings um tackle an annoying task just get those out of the way <laughs> you know it's hard to be happy when you know that you have something nagging you you know you have something you have to do just get that get that task out of the way don't don't put it off it's gonna be there <laughs> you know um just simply act more energetic you just you know there's a lot to be said for just faking it until you're making it it's just you'd be surprised at how much that will accomplish you know um she also suggests that you improve your love life whatever that means however you think you can do that um, you know, maybe for you it means don't nag. Um, don't expect to be appreciated as much. I don't like that one, though. You know, she suggested that, but I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, I think that maybe to improve your love life, appreciate your significant other more. You know, there's little things that you can do. Fighting fair is, is fair, you know, but um, show your appreciation for each other. Improving your love life goes definitely goes both ways, for sure. One thing that, of course, that I had to do was really to improve my love life was really to change my whole life. Um, Rick had been working six hours away from home for the past year, and so I just had to relocate, basically, to be closer to him. It just wasn't working for us, you know, for him to 
Because you only see him once a month. That's why Phoebe and I are recording our podcasts from separate states. You do what you have to do. But I'm happier at this time being closer to him. You know, things things change and you have to reevaluate your life um, on a constant basis in order to stay happy. So Gretchen also found more happiness in her work by launching a blog. But she also enjoyed failure, she said. And I think it's important to, to notice note that. You know, you have to enjoy the failures and the successes. You can't just enjoy your successes because there's a lot to be learned from your failures. You have to enjoy asking others for help, work smart, and appreciating the present. If you don't appreciate what you've got at the time and you're always looking for the f- toward the future, you're missing out on so very much that life has to offer. She also suggests some other really funky things. Funky to me because I'm not a singer. Uh, singing in the morning. Uh, now that Phoebe will enjoy, appreciate that one maybe. But this one's very important. Acknowledging people's real feelings. You know, just because somebody feels a certain way and you don't understand it doesn't mean that it's not true. And I say this, this a lot. Just because it seems odd or weird to you that they would feel a certain way doesn't mean that they can't feel a certain way. So acknowledge a person's real and true feelings. Spend quality time on projects. Hold and share memories. Those are a few ways to enjoy some happiness. Maybe begin a collection, she suggests. Um, Right now, we um, are living in um, our our motorhome, so we can't really be collecting things. (laughs) Uh, There's not a lot of room to collect things, so that one's out for us, but we did go on a a vacation and we bought bumper stickers window stickers actually so you know you don't your collection doesn't have to be large our collection is as small as window stickers so just do some unexpected things break up your your um norm and those are different things that would make you happy find joy in friendships show up don't spread rumors Make an effort to make new friends. Those are some good ones, I think. Now, she also says something that I think that Phoebe and I have also said many times. Money can make you happier when you modestly splurge. And that's just true. Purchase things you need and don't keep score of purchases. And give up something you don't need to buy. And that's true. Now, you know, but... Money doesn't... I'm just going to skip all that. <laughs> We're not going to... I'm not going to go on about money. We all know these things. You know, I, we can go on and on about money. And, you know, we have to have money, of course, because unfortunately, you know, I guess, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, the Bitcoin system didn't work and the barter system isn't in play yet. So... We have to have money to survive, and yes, money can make you happier, but money can also make you unhappy, so, you know, yeah, sometimes money can make you happier when you splurge, but you have to have, you know, but don't splurge too often, okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. Keep a gratitude journal. She also suggests the gratitude journal, and I was going, I had... I had plans to do that this year, and I have really failed at that. And I'm, I'm just going to admit it right now. You know, I was going to do the blessing jar, not the gratitude journal, but I was going to do the blessing jar that we talked about early in the year of the of the podcast. 
but a gratitude journal if you're a journaler if you're not a journaler maybe you could do the blessing jar go back and I don't know what that podcast number is but go back and read listen to that podcast rather not read it um but it's a it's a good idea and it, she says um to read about other people's catastrophic events so that you yours don't your your events in your life don't seem so bad and I don't really agree with that statement because just because somebody else has it worse than you doesn't mean that it the events in your life just because somebody else has it worse than you doesn't mean the events in your life are not significant because the events in your life are significant to you do you know what I mean what happened to you is significant to you and then what happened to you no matter what it is, helped shape you, helped mold you, helped make you who you are. And those feelings that you had are real. And it goes back to, to what she said about acknowledging a person's real feelings. And so those events to you are very real. And just because you might think that somebody else's hurt, pain, or event is worse than yours doesn't make yours any less significant so acknowledge whatever happened to you but also be thankful for what you have and and I hope that makes sense I hope that comes across the way that I want it to come across so don't don't dwell on what happened acknowledge it and move on acknowledge it but then go back and look at and look at what what you have to be thankful for she does say that passion and happiness go together. And I think that is very true. So what she did was she, she wrote a novel. So she made time for her passion. So whatever your passion is, make time for it. You know, maybe, maybe yours is not writing a novel. That's, you know, not everybody is a writer. Um, so make time for your passion if you're an artist. Um, if, if art of drawing and art, art can come in many forms. If you're... Um, a painter uh, make time for painting if you are a songwriter make time for writing songs if you are a musician make time for making music if you are a writer make time for writing if you are a quilter make time for quilting if exercising is your passion make time for exercising everybody should exercise but this is in, in addition to if you like to swim make time for swimming if you're a boater make time for boating if you like to hike make time for hiking whatever it is that you are passionate about make time for those things and you will be happy mindfulness affects happiness so meditate thinking about why you make decisions stretching the mind in new ways keeping track of what you eat can also boost your mood uh, you know um there's apps for that I don't really use them very often, but um, you can do that. There's apps for everything, of course. Laughing more. Having good manners. Saying yes ma'am and no ma'am like good southerners do, I guess. <laughs> Finding a, a safe escape and easy way to laugh uh, are likely to give you a good attitude and a happy heart. So really, maybe put all of these habits together and that will be a true test for maximum happiness. And that will, I think, make it all worth it. 
I think maybe her best tool in her happiness project was her her resolutions chart, which evaluated and reminded her of the month's resolutions. You know, we we tend to make resolutions at the beginning of the year, and and we of course you know like mine was my gratitude journal, and you know here it is August, and I didn't do them. So monthly have little resolutions is what she's saying, and those are easier easier to do so the whole point of the happiness doing a happiness project is to take action so that you change and actually become happier for the long term so taking action is necessary so spending significant time and energy on your happiness isn't selfish it's necessary it can be best for everyone because it improves your life and the lives of those around you your daily habits actually influence your happiness far more than an activity you do once a month or so so maybe maybe we should all focus on our own daily rituals so that we can all become happier you know we really don't have as much time as we think because life is pretty short so i don't know about you but i'm going to prioritize the things that matter to me and make me happy i've got a few quotes that i'm going to share with you from the book one of the best ways to make yourself happy is to make other people happy one of the best ways to make other people happy is to be happy yourself. What you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. When I find myself focusing over much on the anticipated future happiness of arriving at a certain goal, I remind myself to enjoy now. If I can enjoy the present, I don't need to count on the happiness that is or isn't waiting for me in the future. All right, you guys, now I'm going to give you three action steps. So in case you don't want to read the book, but I suggest that if at all possible, if, unless you're just not a reader, that you go read the book yourself. But I'm going to give you three simple action steps for you to go start on your own happiness project. Okay. Number one, reflect on what makes you happy plus what puts you in a bad mood. Number two. Think of a specific concrete actions that improve your happiness. And number three, keep your happiness resolutions for as long as you live or until they change. All right, guys, go forth and be happy. See you next Tuesday. You probably know by now that we at Tuesdays 321 believe that exercise can increase happiness, but so can saving money. So why not hop on over to Reebok.com and get one pair of shoes at regular price and get the other at 50% off. Go to Reebok.com backslash Tuesdays 321 using the promo code BOGO50. That's Reebok.com Tuesdays 321. Use the promo code BOGO50. Get one pair of shoes at regular price and get the next pair at 50% off. One pair for you, one pair for a friend, or why not just get both pairs for yourself? Tuesdays 321 is written and produced by Phoebe Warren and Terry Morgan. You can find us on the internet at www.tuesdays321.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tuesdays321. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to leave feedback. And as always, thanks for listening.